in Seattle. Seattle. You need to buy yourself a home. We'll be right there for you. Because we're the realtors that you can trust. So go to RodandGunsitDown.com. Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode 631 of the Ron and Don Show, and we are live in the Les Schwab studio. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, we have a brand new listing in Bothell, Washington, also in Burley. Double B, you see the alliteration we got to tell you about. Also, dogs. Why do Goldens die so young? New, some, re- some new research on that. And how come Charlie the dog, every time I take him for a drive, in fact, when I dropped my son off this morning, he loves to stick his head out the window, even when it's cold and raining. Why does he do it? Some new research tells us why your dog probably loves to do it, too. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. Do you go out online sometimes and chase down people that not only that you've loved in the past, but people that have hurt you in the past, people that maybe you hate or can't stand? Uh, Ron, new research now on, on why some of us keep tabs on people that we can't stand. And you know what I guess? I, I, I'm I'm thinking it can't be healthy, right? Yeah, this was an interesting article, and, and it was written by some. Uh, they did some. Uh, they interviewed some psychologists and stuff. And like, what is the dynamic here, where you, people go out and what did, did they call it? It's not doom scrolling, hate scrolling, or hate stalking. Mm-hmm. It's it, you go out and like, let's say it's someone from high school that bullied you. And you want to go out and check up on them now. And you're hoping that they're divorced and that they're overweight and they lost their job. And, mm. and if, if you get confirmed confirmation of any of that stuff, that you get a sense of a thrill, if you will, uh, by celebrating the failure, um, or the comparison with, this person that you don't like. And so they said that a couple categories. One was that old like nemesis from your life in one way, shape or form could have been an ex yeah. where like you are. And this is probably happened to everyone that like, you've dated somebody, you break up and then you're out there scrolling around. All of a sudden it's like, you see them at a wedding picture. And you're like, what? They got married yeah. or when, like something happens or they're on a nicer vacation that you went on mm. or their new partner is better looking than you are or whatever it is. And so then you go down this spiral of, of chasing them down. So there's that one. And then the third one was the work person where, and, and I, I've been talking to, I've talked to people about this before in the past where they're like, Hey, I just found out that Don, Don and I have the same job. He makes $5,000 more than I do uh, because I saw some memo that I wasn't supposed to see on the printer. Yeah. And then I do 73 minutes a day of the widget making. Yeah. He lies about it. <laughs> I know he lies about it because his cubicle is next to my cubicle. Yeah. And he really only does 45 minutes. Yeah. But on the scoreboard that the bosses see, he always says he does 80. Yeah. And so now, therefore, I'm going to doomstalk him online and at work. And I'm going to be, if something comes up on the printer, I'm going to go pull it off and see if, if I'm get, gathering info on him. And there's something about our our brains and as they've evolved that that scratches an itch 
um, that we all have. And people, the, the psychiatrists are saying, if you can avoid that, your life is going to be a whole I, lot I better. I actually did this, and I have to say, I did it I did it with the two men that were involved in our, our firing at... Uh, at Cairo Radio. And it was interesting because a lot of times when you when you get fired in radio, and for us, we were at the end of our contracts. We were making a lot of money. They never really told us why they let us go, but I think it came down. It was the end of the contract, and they thought they could go out and get more talent and get that talent cheaper. And so behind our backs, they, they had started talking to one of our producers. They built a show. That show lasted for about a year, completely failed. And now John Curley, who I brought to Cairo, initially they asked him to take over. He said, no, I, w- I wouldn't do that to Don. Uh, and I, I, I actually gave John my blessing. I'm like, because a, a year later, they're like, well, John, will you do it? And I'm like, you should do it. Like he, he, uh, I'm so glad he's he has that job. Born performer. I'm so glad he has that job. And I'm so glad to, to not have that job because I'm, I'm, I'm doing a lot of fun stuff and I don't have to work 12 hours a day at the radio station and I don't have the pressure, all the Trump stuff, all the hatred, just, just, I, I don't have to deal with the politics, none of that. And we can even do this poly, this podcast and still talk to even more people that we used to talk to. So very happy for John, but the two men that were involved in fires, one was the program director that was brought into clean house. He ended up getting fired himself. Uh, and he was a guy that never really showed up to work. Uh, he just was kind of a hatchet guy. And so he was there for nine months and then all of a sudden, when the station started to fail financially because of what they did to us and it started collapsing in on itself, because uh, it did, uh, he, he, he was fired as a result of that. So, so after that, I went out and I looked to kind of see where he was in the world and the job that he had. And, and I think he is back and uh, I think he's back in Grand Rapids as a program director back there. So he went from market 12 here in Seattle, I think back to market 119 or something like that. And, and I have to say, I felt pretty good about that because 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 right. I, I didn't like that guy. He had called us during the holidays. He says, what is going on with this lawsuit with Sally Bagshaw, the city of Seattle? We haven't talked about this a lot, but Sally Bagshaw had said something horrible about us in the Atlantic that wasn't true. And and what she was saying may have been true, but she labeled the wrong guys. It, 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 and I won't say who it was. But it was two other guys that were on a different radio program. And so anyway, this got written about in The Stranger. The Atlantic picked it up. So we turned around and we went after the the, the gal who wrote it in The Stranger. We went after The Atlantic. And I also, we went after the city of Seattle and Sally Bagshaw. So, so our program director called us and he said, what's going on with this? And I basically said, well, it's it, it, I had talked to the GM there. I let him know that we were doing this. And I also talked to the former program director. And this new program director, I didn't trust and I didn't feel like I I needed to tell him. So that may have been another reason as well. I I have to say though, Dave, who was the, uh, Dave Pridemore, uh, who was the guy that fired us. And we were shocked by this because we were really good friends with him. And he had been at Cairo for 30 years, always wanted to be the vice president and sit in that big seat. And and the thing that I don't think he understood, because he was a real good sales guy, he was over on the, in fact, I think he's an account executive at a, at a jazz station now. So, because he ended up getting fired as well. And and I think it's because the, the decision that he had made about us, because they went, whoa, I guess we should have paid them. I guess we should have signed a contract. And since then, people have asked us to come back. We're like, no, we're, we, we're not interested. We, we, we've moved on and we love doing this not podcast. Not to brag, but I'm a managing broker now. <laughs> 
Yeah. So anyway, we're having too much fun doing this, and I have too much fun spending time with my son that, that I was having to pay other people to babysit him and nanny him and take care of him and coach him and do all that. But I, but I have to say, we, Dave and I, uh, over 10 years ago, we climbed Rainier together. There was someone that died at uh, Cairo Radio who had passed away. His, friend, his name was Brad Perkins, uh, and we decided to take his ashes to the top. We've been asked to do that by Brad, take part of his ashes to the top. So we did that, did that with Captain Keith from uh, Discovery Channel. We all went up there. I think 27 of us made the attempt. I think seven of us summited. We got stuck in a storm up there. And Dave was one of those that summited. He's, if you go downstairs, you'll see a picture of Dave, and, and he is up on my wall. And I was really amazed that he didn't talk to us ahead of time or tell us this is happening or this is what we're thinking. And when we sat down with him, and I think this is just for HR reasons, uh, he wouldn't give us a reason. And, and so here we are, we're doing our final show, and then we get called in. He takes about 10 minutes, and then he says, and I don't really want to talk about it. And he got up and he left the room, and then we had really never talked again. And so when I found out that he had got fired and he was having trouble finding a job, because I, I had warned him, you know, when you when you sit in the big chair, it's like and, and, and the station starts bumping along or there's an issue or there's a problem. Typically, the program director lasts about 18 months. And a lot of times that GM job, that VP job may last two to three years because those guys always get blown out like the talent does as well, right? So you're better staying off on the sales side because they need salespeople. You'd rather be the vice president of sales in a media company. So anyway, uh, sometime last year, uh, I picked up the phone. I called him. We had a great conversation. We reconnected. I can't say that we're best friends, but but I have to say um, that it was a very lovely conversation uh, that we had. And I did feel bad. I, I, I didn't feel bad when the, when the, and I think his name was Ryan, the program director, when I saw him land in Grand Rapids. I loved it. When I, when, when I saw Dave being an account executive so demoted at a jazz station, I was kind of horrified by that. I have to, I, 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 I have to say. So, so I reached out. We had a very nice conversation, and and he's an older gentleman, and 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 I know that he always wanted that job, and he got that job, and uh, and a year later he he was fired at well as well, and he's the he's the one that fired us. So, um, I'll just wrap this by saying I'm, I'm trying to do a better job of not following up on all the my people from my past <laughs> we'll see you on the other side of this you guys what's going on happy summer ron and don here for les schwab it is the summer driving season and they have a huge sale coming up they have this every summer but they're doing something i haven't seen them do ever this is pretty cool if you want to drive into a Les Schwab and boom, immediately put $200 in your pocket. How yeah, you right doing? now on the summer sale, you get a prepaid MasterCard valued at up to $200 when you purchase a set of four qualifying tires. You can save an additional $50 when you purchase the tires with your Les Schwab account. Sale ends on July 8th. All right, so Les Schwab, schedule that appointment right now at leschwab.com or when you see one of the 84 locations, you can just drive in and, and take a look at that time. You can stop by any location. Tell them Ron and Don sent you. That's $200 with four select tires. Les Schwab, they've been doing the right thing since 1952. Hey, you guys, what's going on? It's Don. Now listen to me. 
I had a neighbor walk up the street and say to me the other day, hey, we're interested in having you sell our home, but it seems like this is a bad time to sell a home and we need the money from our home to leave Queen Anne, Washington, and we're going to Mexico. And we're taking our dog that we found in Mexico, Poncho, we're taking him back home. And that's where we're going to live from now on. What's crazy is... The gentleman that owns that house used to own the house that I'm sitting in. They sold me this house, right? Anyway, I had some good news for them, and I had to tell them, hey, it's the summer months. You want to sell in the fall? The market is actually very good right now for sellers. But your home must be dialed in, and Ron, you must do your work in this marketplace right now. And if you do, sellers, you will be rewarded, right? Yeah, and it all starts with a Ron and Don sit down. No obligation. It's free of charge. It's on Zoom. It's about half an hour. Email me directly, ron at ronandon.com or go to the website, ronandonsitdown.com. All right, you guys, uh, we're back on the Ron and Don Show. Don't forget, if you need us, sit down with us. Uh, let's do it. Just go to ronandonsitdown.com. Uh, we can talk about your real estate journey. And if you're selling something in the spring of 2024, even the summer, uh, we should be talking right now. Charlie the dog is my son's dog. Uh, Charlie showed up, I think, how long ago was it? Probably been five years. Uh, yeah, five Christmases ago on a Christmas Eve. And Charlie's been in our lives ever since. Uh, but my son has gone a lot, especially today he's at school. And so what I like to do is take Charlie whenever I'm going anywhere, usually on a real estate call. And just sidebar, but, you guys got really lucky. You got a great dog. Well, we have a great dog because we've been great to the dog. Eh. But, do, no, no, no. I did, you're, I totally, you're, you're great to the dog, I but totally he's a good disagree. dog. They're, 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 he's a good dog, and you've trained the dog well. We work very, very hard on that. Yeah. So I so don't want to – I get really – I actually get really mad when I meet other other doodles that are crazy and people tell us we're lucky and it's like you didn't spend the first year to eighteen months like we did. I'm not saying training you didn't train the dog. This dog. I'm saying your dog is a very good dog. Which is a reflection of me wow. and my son. Yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> Defensive? No, no. I just we we had a party and my 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 friends brought their dogs and the, those dogs are not well behaved dogs. That one dog came in and ended up attacking Charlie. Do you remember that? Yeah, no, at I'm, the client party. I'm not. That's not. A, that's because they spend absolutely. So it's not a good dog, bad dog. It's a. It's both are good dogs, bad humans. You spent some time uh, developing your dog, and you spent some time not developing your dog. I, I think agree that's, with really, you. that's a very important I message. Think we're saying the same thing. I also think that dogs have personalities, and your dog has a great. So you think there's bad dogs? I'm saying there are dogs that I that have bad personalities. Yes, even if you train, you think even be, if you train. Yeah, there's okay. that one dog I'm thinking of in particular that's a well trained dog, yeah. and I just don't get along with him. So you you don't agree with there are there are no bad dogs. There's only bad people. Of course, there are bad dogs. Rivers <laughs> came up with that. Whoever right. came up with that thing also has a bumper sticker on their car that says everything happens for a reason. It's yeah. not true. Anyway, two stories about dogs we want to talk about. One is. Uh, and I was telling my son this last night after I read this story. I said, do you, do you know how come Charlie sits in the back seat? And then, and then he did this today when I, was, when I was on a real estate call. He will put his head out the window and he loves to kind of surf his head out the window. Once you get over 40 miles an hour, though, no longer interested. No longer. So you, you're going 25, 30, 35. You get up to 40. As soon as you hit about 42, he's he's. He's back in the car, which I think is very interesting, right? So you never see him stick his head out the window on the interstate. It's just when we're kind of driving around a city or over on the east side or up in Everett or, or down in Burley like we just were. So I didn't know this. 
two reasons why dogs like to stick their head out the window. Number one, you and I, I think, have, uh, is it six million neurotransmitters that are in our noses? And I must have like 10 million and my son must have 12. You are a super smeller. Because we smell things that other people don't smell. And normally it's Ron when he comes over and it's it's it's, it's not always pleasant, but we won't get into it. You know what? You, must, you must have about five. Yeah, you I don't have a very good sense you, of smell. Because can, you can't smell anything. Have you ever thought about, have you ever seen a documentary? And I should see if I can find it and send it to you. It's a, another super smeller, super taster like yourself. And their job, this would be a great job for your son. Yeah. Their job is quality control at the ice cream effect. <laughs> I kid you not. Their their smell is so great yeah. that the like the strawberry ice cream comes in yeah. and they have to taste the ice cream and tell the people if it was if it's up to yeah. code. Yeah. Uh, and then the butter pecan comes in, etc. Their their sense of smell and sense of taste is so acute that they get to taste all the ice cream. He can he can he can smell my if I if I have any kind of salad dressing, and sometimes we'll sit in the living room. He's on the far couch, and I'm over on this chair. We are probably, we got to be 10 feet apart. He can smell the salad dressing and tell me what kind of salad dressing it you is. Guys that, are, it's silly. That's on my salad. So, 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 anyways, dogs love to do that. Uh, and the reason they love to do it because they have a lot more. I think they, they have, have 300 s- times the amount of yeah, yeah. olfactory part of the brain. The yeah. brain center is 300 plus, times bigger. Plus, their nose is slit. And so they love to stick their head out the window because the air comes in. They have all these great smells and then it exit the size. Right. So it's just it, it it's continuous. I think probably when you get up to an interstate speed, it just it just what are you smelling? Diesel fuel? I don't know. I don't know if it's the smells on the interstate or I don't know if it's it's the speed going down the interstate. But Char- Charlie is not interested in, in sticking his head out the window. On the I interstate. just the dog. The worse the smell is, the better for them. The more interested they are. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Anyway, and then there's this other story about Goldens. Uh, Charlie is actually a golden doodle, and they say there's some new research on why Goldens sometimes pass away uh, at such an early age. I, I think that this is skewed. Um, because of this reason, the, the whole emergence of the fur baby phenomenon, um, this, and this is new for thousands of years, dogs were dogs and people were people. And the dog was the owner and the pet, the dog or the, the person was the owner dog was a pet in the last 20 years, this whole fur baby pet parent, this is my baby. This is, you know, my the the humanization of of animals has taken grip of the world and so along with that people started keeping better records so like when when you and I were lived in the south and I saw this happen recently something happened to a dog the guy would literally take it out into the woods and shoot the dog um and it, that was just what you did and then you wouldn't have a registry or you didn't take that dog to get, you know, chemotherapy or something. If the dog needed to be put down, they put the dog down. And so. And then you move on to, and then you move you on to the next dog. dog. Cause a lot of times the dog would be a working dog. So. Right. And so I think part of what this story talked about with, with golden doodles is that they believe that the average age of the golden doodle has dropped by like 30%. But I think what's actually happening is the statistics for age 
have become more accurate. Hmm. So before, if you had this doodle or this golden and it got sick or whatever, and you lived in Alabama, there's no record of that dog. You got the puppy, something happened, you put the dog down. Or like in New Mexico, uh, where my brother lives, sometimes they'll get a puppy and it'll get eaten by a wolf. Um, and it's very sad and nobody wants it to happen, but, or an eagle has come by and, and picked up toy breed dogs or a hawk and, and gotten a dog. There's no record of that. It doesn't go into the golden, the golden uh, database, but now statistics are getting better. And there's all of these, uh, researchers and people that love dogs that are trying to get better data. So I think what's happened is you've just had, more information so that we're seeing that better. And there's an obsession with pure breeds. And so the more purebred fanatical you are, it is, we're seeing an increase in genetic mutations that does lead to cancer. And so for, that's the one part of the story I thought could have been accurate is all these people that have to have a purebred dog. And so there's inbreeding, 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 especially in, in certain puppy mill type of situations where you want to purebred golden and so it's very inbred you get it home behavior issues early cancer and it dies when it's five wow interesting uh do you want to tell the mark mcgrath story real quick i don't know if i have the energy for that today <laughs> <laughs> can we save that for a, 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 a short <laughs> day well, there's a lot of cursing in that story. <laughs> we were, it was, uh, it was the year 2000. We're in Phoenix. There's 12 stages all over Phoenix. And Mark McGrath, what was the name of his band again? Uh, it, the setup, you need to set it up properly. It's New Year's Eve, 1999. And everyone thought that at the strike of midnight, the computers were going to blow up. The Y two K stuff. And there's was two. And there's twelve stages and two hundred fifty thousand people. But Don and in I da- in downtown Phoenix. But it was for TV, so we got hired to do the countdown yeah. for Phoenix, Arizona, the drop the ball ten nine eight with the mayor. But we and, were going to do it on Mark stage McGrath. at this festival, and so Mark McGrath was there uh, with his every morning when I wake up in the head. Yeah. Um, 15 Minutes of Fame. What's the name of that band? Uh, and so they were... Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray. Was one of the headliners. So you're going to get me to tell the story anyways. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're about to do a live shot. It's like 11.50. And what the director tells us in our headset, we're going to come to you. Sugar Ray's going to be doing their hit. They're going to do every morning. And then right out of every morning, the mayor's going to come out. All these people are going to come out on stage. I think Miss Arizona was going to come out. Uh, Ron and Don are going to come out, and then we're going to do the countdown, and then you guys kick it back to, to the to TV studio. And I have to say, people were probably more excited about Miss Arizona and Mark McGrath than they were about the, the mayor or us. Correct. <laughs> so they come back out of break. Don yeah. and I do the, hey, Ron and Don, it's a millennial countdown. Here's Sugar Ray. And so Sugar Ray is supposed to come up and do their song. So Mark McGrath is... How do I say this delicately? Loaded. Loaded. Absolutely loaded. Yeah. And so he's like, yay. To the point he, he, he probably like, couldn't sing. I, and he's like. And, uh, it's mid- and it's midnight. He's like, I want to dedicate this next song to my dog. He just got eaten by effing coyotes. <laughs> Except he said the, the F word. He did, yeah. And he's like, F those coyotes. F the coyotes. And then they go into every morning. 
it? They go no, into the then song. No, then he kissed the, the mayor who no, was... No, 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 you're misremembering this. Okay. He goes into the song, the, the censor is <laughs> yelling in our ear, to, uh, abort, 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 abort. So the camera comes back to us, and now we're talking... And I was there, so I want you to, to ruin the story. We get to, we vamp till for like seven minutes of yeah. the worst TV in history. I hope there's no tape of this. Thank you. Then we'd start doing <laughs> the countdown. The mayor of Phoenix, who at the time was the first openly gay mayor in America of a large market, uh, at the stroke of midnight, grabbed your face and kissed you on the lips. And, and yeah, that's right. He kissed you on the lips. Meanwhile, I was hugging Miss Arizona. <laughs> And Mark McGrath was saying F the Coyotes. Oh, man. It wasn't even French. A little disappointing. We'll see you on the other side of this. Ron, I'm here with Mitch Weeks from Mitch.Loans. And Mitch, we've seen interest rates rise rapidly here uh, over the past year, 18 months. In the industry, what are you thinking is going to happen going forward? So they're still projecting rates are going to drop here near the end of the summer, definitely within the next year. And that means that now is the time to buy. So interest rates are going to drop. As we've said, we will help with the refinance on the back end. But rates dropping could mean a big influx in demand. Now, right now, there's a lack of supply, a lack of inventory, because people aren't willing to sell and get out of their low rates. If you buy now, you can beat the rush later. Okay, and also then when the rates do drop, we can replace that rate with the new one. We sure can. Rate and replace. All right, he's Mitch at Mitch.Loans. You can buy now, replace the rate later when it drops, and Mitch take care of your loan fees. It's Mitch.Loans. All right, you guys, welcome back to Ron and Don Show. Before we get out of here, i got to tell you about our new listings in, in Bothell and Burley. Uh, before we do that, though, I have to say recycling is very confusing. Uh, and and you, if you travel around America, like I was just down in New Orleans, and all their recycling is completely different than our recycling here, and yet it's run by waste management. Or a number of years ago, I went to see my cousin Rick in the Midwest, and they're also run by waste management. Everything goes in the garbage. There's no recycling whatsoever. And then you come here, and you have garbage men that care so much that they will go through your garbage, and they will not pick your garbage up if, 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 if you have mixed those loads. There was a lawsuit in Seattle a number of years ago. We covered it when we were at Cairo and they sued the city of Seattle and waste management. And they said, you can't go through our garbage. And the person that sued the city and waste management, they won. It's true. The garbage man cannot go through your garbage and yet they still do. The reason I know this is because I live in a house with an ADU and a cottage in the back. The people that stay at the ADU and stay in the cottage in the back. And then this happens at all my other properties as well. They end up because, because wherever they're from, because everybody tries to recycle and everybody cares and I leave them the rules and there's pictures and everything else. I, so, so I'll have to do this tonight. When I get home or first thing in the morning, because the garbage truck rolls through my alley, probably about 8 a.m., uh, they start coming. And 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 first, you, you have a garbage truck, then you have the recycle truck, 
And then the guy comes for the grass and the pizza boxes, right? And I tell you what, if you take a pizza box and you put it in the recycling, that guy will not pick the recycling up. In fact, a number of weeks ago, it happens about once a month, the guy just refused to pick it up. So then I have to call the city. I have to arrange for them to pick it up. And I always explain to them. I say, hey, you know, there's this lawsuit and you don't have a right to do this and you have to pick the garbage up anyway. And and so they'll send a truck out and come by and they'll still pick the garbage up. But what I try to do, because I've been trying to do it right ever since our buddy Charles said, hey, man, even though they don't recycle a lot of things, a lot of things that you think they're recycling that you put in the recycle bin, it still goes uh, out with the garbage. I, I, I just I look at what's happening in the world right now. I look what's happening with climate change. I look at all the plastic in the ocean, the plastic in our food, the plastic in our bodies. And so we have to do something with this plastic. So I have a pair of gloves that's downstairs. I put the gloves on and I go through all three cans and I sort, I I try to resort the garbage. What's really hard is I just had a client here uh, or a guest here who had a dog and, and, and for some reason, she thought the dog poop was recyclable. So all the dog bags were in the recycle. And then I had to go ask my son. I'm like, hey, when you take Charlie for a walk, are you putting the dog poop in the recycling can? And he's like, yeah, dad, I would, do, I, I, I would never do that, which he wouldn't. So she was actually doing that. So I had had a conversation because she's, she's, she's actually still saying here about not putting the dog poop in the Seems recycling. Like could recycle it. But, 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 but she thought that the recycling recycling can was actually uh, uh, that you could recycle dog well, poop. He, he, and I, I don't know anyone that's recycling dog poop around America, but, but, but maybe they are. And I missed the memo. So, so the, there's good news. The though. good news is something's about to change all this, right? Yeah. What they are trying to roll out, uh, I think in November, and then it's going to start to roll out nationwide is on your piece of packaging. They're going to put a QR code in addition to the little arrow symbol, which nobody knows what those mean. So on the QR code, if you scan that QR code, it will tell you, one, if it's recyclable in your neighborhood. That's great. And then two, which bin to put it in. It's great. And so I think that's really good. I don't know if you can put a QR code on dog poop. (laughs) If you can, it'll tell you to put that one in the garbage. Yeah, anyway, uh, that is some good news. Hey, don't forget, uh, we have a new listing in Burley. By the time you hear it, it may be sold. I don't know. Go to my Facebook page, Don O'Neill. Look at this four-bedroom, two-and-a-half baths on five acres. Used to be a nursery. Now it's this incredible home, you guys. If you don't know where Burley is, right outside of Port Orchard, just under $1.1 million. And if you'd like to see it, we'd love to show it to you. And, Ron, we also have a listing that's up in Bothell right now. We actually sold it, but... But the people are having problems with their earnest money, so it just came back on. Yeah, this one, I, I'm hoping we get some uh, an offer on it soon because a lot of people are looking for this. It's single floor living. Yeah. With, <coughs> excuse me, a primary suite on one side of the house, and uh, the bedrooms, the other bedrooms are on the other wing of the house. Really big central kitchen and lots of upgrades in this thing. So if that's you, and we get, we get uh, contacted quite a bit of people like, hey... <coughs> I don't want to be going up and down stairs anymore, or I'm getting up there in Asia and we need single floor living. This could be it. It's in a really charming neighborhood, a 13,000 plus square foot lot. So it has a lot going for it. Go and check that out. Or if you know someone that's like, hey, yeah, someone just had their knee replaced. 
uh, they have a multi-story house and they need to get into a single-story house, uh, send them this listing. Yeah, sounds good. And again, if you want to see these listings, uh, we can send them to you. Go to runitonsitdown.com. You can write us and we'll send them to you. Or uh, you can look on my Facebook page, Don O'Neill. And of course, he is Ron Upshaw. Hey, you guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Ron and Don Show. Please hit like and please hit subscribe and please share this show with somebody else that's part of the Ron and Don Nation. And uh, maybe they just don't know that we have 632 episodes in the can. We run into this all the time. I'll run to someone in an Uber in a store and they're like, what happened to you guys? I said, we actually have a lot more listeners on the podcast than we had when we worked on Terrestrial Radio. And we're, then they check it out. crack 2 million. Yeah, and they're like, we don't have to sit through all the commercials and we get you guys four times a week, three times doing Ron and Don stuff. And then every Friday... Uh, we do a segment on real estate. And to me, I feel like it's the best real estate podcast in the country because I've listened to all of them. And typically they're trying to sell you something. We're not. We're just trying to teach you something, especially for young realtors or people that are beginning to buy, sell, and invest. Uh, I think there's a lot of valuable information and we always take one truth, something that we've learned that we want to share with you and take you behind the scenes. That's every Friday, all right? So hit like, subscribe, and don't forget, he's Ron Upshaw and Schultzels, and I am Don O'Neill. Till next time, keep your head up and your shoulders back. You've been listening to the Ron and Don Show only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time. Only! 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 On the Ron and Don Radio Network. We'll be right back.